As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan. Welcome back to our solo show today. This episode is going to be tremendous for you if you are working with groups of clients at one time. So that might look like you have a really high-end, high-touch course that you are teaching in a live atmosphere, not a pre-recorded self-study course. Um, This uh, means that you're possibly running a group coaching program or group program of some kind, a group mentorship program, a certification program a membership style program, even a mastermind program. So if you are running one or more one-to-many programs, listen up because I am cracking the code over here on client retention, client satisfaction, client success, and even improving client results. Um, I do a lot of interviews with my with the clients of my consulting clients, right? So part of the process that I follow, I do an auditing process when a client hires me for consulting and I spend a few weeks going through the audit process. And I'll tell you what that looks like so you can have a good idea here. I am looking at their curriculum of their program. I'm looking at how they structure their program. I am diving into all of their systems, processes, Um, standard operating procedures, but as it relates to the delivery and format and structure around and even operations around their group programs. So I'm not looking at all the SOPs that run the entire company or for marketing or sales, just their group programs, because my clients are typically generating um, seven figures just from one group program alone or a combination of a few group programs. Sometimes they'll have two or three different levels of group programs, especially if they've already built an Ascension model. So that's part of the audit process. I interview any team member that is responsible for client support, program delivery, or associate coaching and or associate coaching. And probably my favorite part and the most eye-opening aspect of the auditing process with my clients is interviewing a group of their current clients and also a group of clients that are no longer a client because they did not renew in the same program they were in or they didn't re-enroll in another program inside of that person's ecosystem. So I really enjoy talking to, and look, I'll I'll even give you a little bit more specifics here. I always ask, I'm not the one choosing who I interview. So I have my clients or my clients' teams select, who do you want me to interview? You know, give me six to eight people who are just incredible clients inside your program right now. And then I also want to talk to, you know, four, five, six clients that you thought would have renewed in the program for a second time around, or who you thought would have joined 
another offer in your ecosystem, but they didn't. And so I'm getting to talk to people who see your programs from a very different perspective than you do, or even your team does. So a lot of the work that I'm doing when I go in and consult um, a company is looking at the, the group program and the operations around it from the eyes and the perspective of the adult learner or what we like to call the client. But when we're talking about group programs, again, whether it's the high-end course to the mastermind, to the certification program, to the group program, there is a massive education component to what we're all doing. We're not just showing up on a group call every single week and doing hot seat coaching. There's a teaching element, a leadership element, a facilitation element, a guide element, a coaching element, a teaching element. It's all there. And those are all skills that you have to build and that you also have to build up in your team members that have a role in client delivery and client support. That's really important. So I'm looking at everything through the eyes and the perspective of the client. Well, not everything, but a large majority of it is from that. So I wanted to set the tone for what I'm going to share today about the difference between community and connection inside of our programs. Something else that I do want to bring up, um, obviously, I'm, I'm in my consulting work, you know, I am also having discussions with the business owner. In fact, we get together for a full in-person VIP day where we're workshopping a lot of this after I conduct my full audit. So I am having a lot of conversations with the business owner and the person doing the creation and the delivery of the programs. And so I'm getting to hear everything from their perspective. And then I also run in two-day in-person events where I work with people who have group programs that may or may not be at the million-dollar level yet. But what they've run into is they have really transitioned into this place of growth in their business where they are launching repetitively repetitively throughout the year and very consistently, but they're having tremendous launches. They're doing six and multiple six-figure launches, which is great. And with that comes more clients. So you have a greater client volume inside of your programs. And what tends to happen when someone pretty significantly and drastically shifts how many people they are allowing into their programs simply because their marketing and their sales has really improved in a relatively short period of time, they start to see their client retention and renewal rates like go, they get really low. They get very, very low. And they recognize like, I'm going to stay on this launching hamster wheel if I can't figure out how to get 60, 70, or 80% retention percentages in my programs. If I can't get my clients to to go up the Ascension model I've developed where They take my flagship group program, then they move into my mastermind, and then they move into another higher level program. Then you just end up being on a launching hamster wheel and you never, ever really get ahead. Um, it, It becomes almost impossible to be highly profitable unless your clients are sticking around for a very long time. And so what I hear from those clients that I work with in a group setting for two full days in person why they think that, okay, here's the other thing that I hear from them. So their retention is low and they will even say to me, my engagement and participation on my calls is low. I really feel like even though my clients are getting great results, I thought they would have renewed. I thought they would have 
re-enrolled in the program, I thought they would have moved up and purchased the next level program because they're meeting all the requirements for that. Now they've been successful in my flagship program. What is, what's going on here? What's wrong? And so what I've been able to identify through the two experiences that I just shared with you, interviewing my clients, clients, past and present, and then having conversations with the clients I'm working with in my two-day events. Plus, I'll give you a third one. For four years in a row, in between my two coaching businesses, well, my first coaching business, my second coaching business, which has now turned into more of a consulting business, I worked for a very high-level, highly scalable group, not group program. We had group programs, but coaching company. And I was the director of programs. We ran four or five programs at a time. Most of them were a year long. All of them had hundreds of people in them, except our highest tier, which would have like 15 to 20 people in them. And at any given time, I may have been serving four to 500 clients across those group programs. I was overseeing client success. I was overseeing our certification program. I was overseeing the development of all the curriculum in the program, and I was overseeing client success and experience. So community was a really big aspect that I identified that would keep people in your ecosystem for a longer period of time, but it went beyond community. So what I want to describe here is the difference between community and connection. And when you get the connection piece, which is beyond the community piece, you will see your client rates of retention, satisfaction, success, and experience drastically increase, which is going to significantly impact in a positive way your profitability, as well as your ability to scale back your involvement in the day-to-day operations of the program, as well as being uh, so involved with program delivery and client support. When you know how to build in the connection pieces properly, then your clients really start relying on each other more than any other aspect of your program. And once we, myself included, as clients are relying on each other, you start to feel like you are family. And the feeling that you have, and even what you think in your mind, because I've been in I've been in my own shoes before as a client, I want to stay connected because I couldn't imagine not being around those people. It was, it started to become less about. I'm learning so much from this coach. This coach is so magnificent. They're solving all my problems. I I can't imagine my life without them. It's so much less about that. And it's so much more about feeling so connected to a group of people where you feel supported, you feel accepted for exactly who you are, as you are, in all the ways that you are. You feel like people get you. They see you, they hear you, they understand you, they are respectful of you, you have a loving relationship, a trustworthy relationship, and a respectful relationship with people. And you keep seeing a lot of the same people returning over and over again, and you just feel like a family. You feel like you are doing life together, you feel like you're doing growth together, you feel like you are 
progressing together. You feel like you are reaching the next level goal together. Even if your goals and your values are different, you feel like you are in this together and you don't want to leave that. You don't want to leave that because you, you believe and you feel like you have a place in this community. And that is, that is real connection. So what we tend to see largely in one to many programs, I've listed out all those different kinds of programs. We do see a lot of community aspects. So the typical community aspects of, of most group programs that you and I have both been a part of is usually a Facebook group. Typically, even on a sales page, one of the bullet points is, and one of the selling points is, you are going to be part of an exclusive, high-level community, private, inside of a private Facebook group. And um, the whole idea of the Facebook group being a part of the program is the community aspect. I don't even know of a program that doesn't have a Facebook group or the similar equivalent of that whatever platform it's on. So that's the community piece. You see that. Um, We always see, obviously, in any type of group style program, there are group calls. Um, You may have some programs that are a hybrid where they incorporate some one-on-one, but it's largely group call based. Maybe there is a weekly call and you're being trained on content. Um, You might have Q&A calls. Maybe there are hot seat coaching calls. Maybe there are multiple calls a week that you can come to. And um, that's pretty standard, right? So everybody's showing up on Zoom and we're all sitting here. We can all see each other in the little Zoom squares and we are listening to the coach or person teach or we are being coached ourselves in front of everybody else or you are witnessing other people being coached or you are asking questions, receiving answers from the coach or you are sitting and witnessing other people asking questions and receiving answers from the coach. Those are both really, really standard. And that's really the extent of the the community that we see. Now, when I talk to most, most folks, most people who are running group programs, they really truly, they truly do believe that they have got the most outstanding community because, but, and here's what they're basing it on. Well, everybody's like sharing their wins and celebrations inside of the group, Um, my community is really supportive of one another. They're always commenting on each other. They're jumping in and helping each other. Um, I have really high engagement and participation rates on the group calls. People are raising their hand. People are talking. Um, people are showing up to the calls. You know, it's uh, community is great. Uh, My clients are getting great results. So it's like a big love fest over here. And so the assumption is that because people are showing up and because people are engaging and because you are seeing people make great progress and get results, that you are just like firing on awe cylinders with the community. And that isn't necessarily the whole truth. So I will share with you that when I interview clients of programs that I have been brought in to consult on client retention, the number one thing that I hear is lacking from the programs, whether it's a business program or a mindset program or anything in between, whether it's coming from the client I'm interviewing who is currently in the program 
or it's coming from the person I'm interviewing who exited the program once they were done and did not renew for another round or enroll in another program. The number one thing that I'm hearing from all clients is that what's missing is deeper connection beyond the two ways I just described where community is in place. And what people really want to feel is a a deeper level of safety inside of that community. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So for one, our job as leaders when we are running group programs is to develop from the get-go a level of mutual love, trust, and respect between ourselves as the coach or the mentor and each one of our individual clients. So in order for our clients to be open, be vulnerable, to feel safe, to experience a transformation that we're promising, they must have love, trust, and respect of us. And they may f- must feel that coming from us as well. Well, there's a whole other layer of creating mutual love, trust, and respect in a group style program. And that is your job as a facilitator is to create it and develop it among the peer group. Because if your peer group does not feel a sense of mutual love, trust, and respect among each other, they will not feel a sense of connection, although they are part of the community. And so if I'm part of your community, but I do not feel a sense of deeper connection, which is ultimately what I'm longing for, and it's where I feel a true sense of belonging, like this is my family and I cannot imagine myself not being part of this, then I'm going to choose to more than likely exit the program. So I'll give you an example. I was interviewing a client of a client earlier today, and she took this particular program. It was a six-month program. She actually did renew in it. She was in it for six months. She renewed for a second round and she did not renew for a third round. And she really didn't need to, Um, you know, she kind of graduated beyond that, but she didn't enroll in any of the other offers that were made. And I believe there were three, maybe three other options for her to join other programs. And the thing that did come up probably three or four times around this, she didn't necessarily use the word safe, but it's an example of this. Although she said that there, there is a Facebook group that's part of the program and it there's a lot going on inside of the Facebook group, she did mention that one of the parts that she didn't like about the community aspect or connection aspect was that other members of the program, that anytime another member was sharing an obstacle or a challenge or struggle, that other members would swoop in and lots of them in the comments. And it was as if they were trying to sell each other on each other's work and say like, well, I can help you with your branding or I can help you with your messaging or I can help you overcome this problem that you're having. And so she said that I really started to begin questioning the motives of other people in the program. And so when you think and feel as a member of a program that your peers are just trying to sell you versus creating a genuine connection with you, then you do not feel a sense of connection at the depth and level that you truly desire. So that's just one example you know, and maybe you're thinking, well, what would I do about that? And that one's pretty simple. It's just establishing guidelines right out of the gate on how you are to show up inside of the the community platform, what its purpose is, what it's to be used for. 
Um, if you're going to have a, a Facebook group or any type of social platform where your community in your program is gathering, either you or another team member needs to be assigned the role and responsibility of facilitating that particular platform. And they need to be trained on how to do that the right way because it isn't just about a place where people can gather, a place where people can celebrate their wins, a place where people can post about what's going on, a place where people can answer each other's questions. Yes, it is for all of those things, but it's not just for those things. And those things alone do not develop real connection. So perhaps you're wondering, you know, I get all this and make, you're making a lot of sense. Can you give me some ideas of what I could put inside of my program to take it from the community level to a deeper level of connection? Because we do know, I've got the data to prove it, that this is going to uh, have a, a lasting impact on your sustainable level of sustainability and your level of profitability inside of your program. So let me share with you what are some things that you could weave into your program to create a deeper level of connection? Um, number one, you can assign accountability buddies, and you also need to assign a particular structure to how to host that call. You could assign accountability pods. So the difference between accountability buddies and a pod is simply more people inside of a pod. And then, of course, you need to develop the structure of how that pod would run that group. Um, a third element that you could weave into your program is rather than just having weekly Zoom calls where you're the only one talking and your clients are just asking questions, put them in breakout rooms. There are so many different kinds of activities you could create, but you want to utilize breakout rooms and peer-to-peer masterminding on a weekly basis inside of your programs. Inside of whatever community platform you're using for your clients to gather in, um, something that you could do inside of it is have more theme-based weeks or months. Um, and also, you want to have guidance provided by either you or a team member inside of that community platform. So we need to have really strong leadership presence inside of that platform. I've, I've already said you want to develop and instill an atmosphere of mutual love, trust, and respect. You can do this through activities with your clients. Um, another one is have community guidelines, or you could look at them as boundaries. They need to be spoken in the very beginning of the program, and they also need to be enforced throughout the entire duration of the program. And then finally, in-person elements to your programs, whether that's an in-person retreat or an in-person event. I have had many clients that I have interviewed say, the only reason why I did renew the second time is because we had the in-person event. Had I not gone to it, I wouldn't have renewed because it established a deeper sense of connection among the peer group. So those are five, six, or seven different elements that you could weave into your program um, pretty easily and pretty quickly, but you can't just throw it together. It really does need to be facilitated properly by you or a team member. So I hope you loved this episode. I hope you got some great value from it. If you did, please leave us a review. Let us know what you loved about it. And the only way that we get the word out about the Built to Last show is by you sharing it with your friends, your colleagues, and your peers. So please share it with others. And remember, between now and our next episode, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. 
If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.